Welcome to Knights of the Cyber Table. We are here to break down the latest cybersecurity topics and rescue you from any ransomware, hacker, or breach that may lie ahead. So put on your armor and pull up a chair. Hi, I'm Nina B, and welcome back to another episode of Knights of the Cyber Table, where we eat, sleep, and breed cybersecurity. This week, we have security strategist Barry Hoffecker with us to discuss how to navigate the tricky waters of managing vendors and the risks they can bring into healthcare organizations. But don't worry, we won't leave you high and dry. Barry is going to give you all some actionable tips to walk through when it comes to risk toward your healthcare organization. Barry, thank you for joining me today. Well, hey, Nina, thank you. And thank you for having me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to be here for, for one of our podcasts. And uh, I'm looking forward to today's session. Awesome. Yeah, you definitely have a couple of episodes under your belt. So you're a pro. So we appreciate you always helping us out. But I really want to talk about this topic because I think it's important. I think it's something that a lot of organizations don't really know how to deal with. They don't know who is even considered a vendor. So I think this conversation is going to be really beneficial for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. (laughs) When thinking about bringing in a new vendor, they're an outside company. There are going to be some risks that are inevitable, correct? No matter what. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, anytime, anytime an organization enters into a relationship with a third party, they introduce risks to the business. Uh, and that doesn't really matter if it's an IT uh, relationship or some other relationship. Um, when you enter into a relationship like that, you're, you're relying on another party uh, to provide something that you need. And, and so there's going to be a risk there because uh, we, don't, uh, you know, we don't always have the insight into what's going on in that other organization. Um, so we have a bit of a blind spot and uh, those risks, though, what we need to remember is those risks can be significantly different based on the nature of that relationship. Um, and, you know, this is kind of why, uh, you know, vendor management really should be considered an enterprise risk. It's not really just an IT risk, although depending on the vendor, there are IT aspects to it that we really need to pay attention to because there are some, some really significant risks that lie in those types of uh, relationships. And another thing we need to remember is, again, it might not even be an IT vendor. If, you know, once we introduce some access to IT or data or something like that, we're going to bring in that IT component uh, into or the information security component into that relationship. Uh, so we need to really kind of think about that and and make sure that we're prepared for that. You know, an example would be you know, as a healthcare organization, you've got uh, an EMR provider, and that might be uh, a software provider um, who is providing you with some software. They, if they have access to the system, that brings one set of risks. If they if they don't have access to the system, that brings another set, right? They need to, you know, if the software breaks, you want them to fix it, right? So there's, there's things to think about no matter what uh, in that relationship. But then there's also you know, if it's your building access control system, you know, vendor or a bank, 
Um, there's different uh, risks involved with yeah. those relationships. So it's it's absolutely in scope for, for any organization. And there's absolutely risk involved with any vendor relationship. Yeah, I think a lot of the time organizations just think, oh, you know, it's just the the HVAC company, or it's just like the landscapers or any anything like that. Anybody that has access into your building, you know, that has access into information, it's it's always going to be some sort of risk. And and the sooner that people realize that, like you said, it's an enterprise company wide risk, the better. And it's not just an IT issue. Or it's not just an IT worry. So that's what that's what I grasp from that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's spot on. And, you know, when it comes with working with third-party vendors, what would you say the main risks healthcare needs to be aware of? So that, you know, that's, that's really one of the most frequently asked questions that I huh. get. And I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of us in information security get that, that question. What are, the, what are the main risks? And while, you know, we can point to major risk categories like, you know, it's a data privacy issue or regulatory noncompliance. Maybe there's contractual risks and, you know, and liability and that kind of thing. Or we can talk about, you know, loss of confidentiality, integrity, or availability, or even more specific risks like ransomware or phishing or insider threats. Uh, when we discuss risks in that really highly abstract kind of uh, frame, um, it doesn't really provide a clear enough understanding of the likelihood of occurrence or the impact on the organization. And um, so from a, you know, from a general sense, you know, we can say, you know, it's, it's privacy, you know, confidentiality, HIPAA, right? HIPAA privacy, that's, the, oh, yeah. that's a huge thing. And, and a lot of um, exploits and threats end in that. Um, and the same, you know, whether it's, you know, phishing or, or ransomware, uh, insider threats, whether it's them making a mistake or an intentional thing, um, you know, it's not until we actually kind of assess the situation that we're able to kind of get a good grasp of what that really is. So um, while we can talk about those those high level, you know, main risks, it doesn't provide us the insight that we need uh, to really do anything to control those risks. Um, you know, the, the, the risk really lies in the engagement. If we're sticking here to the vendor engagement or the vendor risks, it lies in the details and the nature of that relationship and the specific implementation of that engagement. And kind of going back to, you know, an example, um, if you say uh, as a healthcare organization, um, you have an engagement with a claims processor and you're sending a data set on a nightly basis, say to that claims processor, to have them process those claims and then they return them to you. Um, here, your risk is, you know, you have some risk around that transfer of data back and forth. You have some risk around them storing data and that kind of thing, which could lead to, and to specifically talk about the things like that loss of confidentiality or integrity. However, if you have a relationship with the claims processor where you allow them remote access into your network, and they have full access to all the claims in your EMR or all of the data in your EMR, um, you know, billing system or, you know, actual uh, healthcare records, that risk is going to be a lot broader, right? We have a completely different set of risks. So 
So I can't, you know, it's hard to really pinpoint and say, this is the main risk for you uh, as an organization. It really, your risks need, it doesn't do justice to just look at them from those high levels. We need to assess our risk. We need to uh, dive in and look at this on a vendor by vendor basis and, and how we're engaging with that vendor. Totally. And I think that that example about giving a vendor remote access, I'm sure a lot a lot of people wouldn't even think about or think twice about. And that's something that might scare some some individuals of like, oh man, I didn't even we've been doing that for five years and didn't even think about that. So it's I think your your point is the details really matter and they really make a difference. Absolutely, because that's where we have the exposure to the risk, right? Is in the in the details, especially in the in the IT risks. You know, um, it's like you know, how are we facilitating this relationship, and 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 what are the moving parts? Uh, because you know, all of these different types of uh, threats and uh, exploits and vulnerabilities, it's it's uh, almost a you know unlimited combination of those. Um, that can create a situation. And uh, so the better we understand that engagement, the better questions we can ask, right? And uh, about how to control that. Yeah, I think the the other biggest thing is probably asking the right questions instead Absolutely. of just generalizing and not really knowing where to start. And that kind of leads me into my next question. So, you know, you mentioned a little bit about assessing our risks. So when it comes to where to start, if a, if a company doesn't, or an organization doesn't really know, so what are the first couple of steps? Assessing, having a risk assessment? Yeah, uh, you know, having some type of a risk assessment is, is, um, is a really good start, right, for your organization in general. Because uh, it, what it does is it gives you some insight into what the vulnerabilities are and what the risks are internally, because when you bring a vendor in, they're going to be, those risks still exist. Now you have a, a third party who, who is uh, in the mix. Uh, so you should know what those risks are and, and how exposed you are from a third party to those risks. If, if it is the third party, mm-hmm. uh, how can they, how can they, you know, do something that would make you realize that risk, that particular risk. So you think about things like that. Um, but, you know, it all it all really, you know, starts with, um, you know, if we stick to the vendor management piece here yep. is managing vendors. And one of the things I, I like to kind of point out with risk assessment um, and, con- you know, controlling risk like this uh, you know, around vendor management and vendors uh, is it's it's really an assurance activity. We, we a lot of times focus on the cybersecurity technical you know, activities and vulnerabilities that are there. But if we, if we think about the, the previous statement I made there where we have this huge blind spot with vendors, right? We don't know what goes on on their network, what, what goes on as far as how they screen people or that kind of thing. So we, we protect ourselves through contracts and, you know, most healthcare organizations have a BAA. Um, but uh, sometimes, again, based on that relationship, maybe it makes sense to introduce an additional data security addendum that spells out things even better than they are in your, your standard BAA. Um, you know, if there is, if you can identify uh, for your organization what those thresholds are that would engage that 
data security addendum that's an addition to the BAA, that's a good thing, right? We understand at this you know, exposure level, we have some additional requirements. Um, so contracts help, and they're one of the main ways uh, to do that. It provides some assurance, right? It provides an assurance that you know, I'm going to be, my liability is probably has some limitations on it, um, you know, in, in regard to responsibility for protecting information, or at least you have some recourse potentially, um, you know, and that's all, you know, uh, very, uh, you know, legal in a sense. And, as, you know, I'm not an attorney of that, yeah. but um, work with the attorney to make sure that you're covered contractually. It's, you know, you have some assurances then. Um, but from a, a vendor risk management, now you've probably all seen the questionnaires. You maybe get them from people who you're a vendor of, uh, these vendor security questionnaires. Um, it's all about assurance, right? Because again, we have a blind spot. We don't know what's going on in that organization necessarily, but whatever we can do to evaluate the security controls that that organization has, and then some way of monitoring that organization, uh, whether it's a, a, a review of their security controls on an annual basis, uh, they may not share policies and procedures, but they should tell you if they have them, you should be able to request a table of contents out of those, and they should show you. The idea here is that I'm starting to get some type of a, a better picture of the controls they have in place, how their what their level of rigor is in protecting my data, because it gives me a, a better level, uh, an understanding, or a better feeling of the assurance that I have. Right, I have a a more assurance assurance that they're doing the right thing, and um, we may have you know how do we evaluate that, right? So they they send you stuff back, and and we look at that, and we say, okay, they sent me back these details. But how do I actually evaluate those? You should have a way of measuring, is this good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And the place to start is really to say, does it meet my requirements, right? Um, if it meets your requirements internally and your requirements are give you a level of assurance, like I have policies and I have procedures and I have this and I have this and I have this, I have a vendor management program, I have a vulnerability management program, I have these things, You've put those things in place because it gives you a level of assurance. Um, evaluating your vendors to see that they have those similar things in place or at the level as close, the closest proximity to the level you have, that gives you a certain level of assurance. You, you think you're doing the right thing. Uh, you can then, you know, probably think that they're doing the right thing as well. Uh, but it's about, it's about that evaluation and then monitoring and, uh, you know, if they can't, if they don't score the same as you, now I have some concern, maybe. That's some source for concern. And, uh, you know, when we go through those, the evidence that they provide and the answers that they provide to those questionnaires, we can rate them as a high, medium, low risk, and then, you know, create, when do I reevaluate them? Things like the feed into your uh, information, uh, you know, system security plan, right? Maybe your riskier vendors, maybe they have a, a security assessment on 
that connection between the organizations, whether that's a, a private VPN or whatever, however you're exchanging data, maybe those keys get changed a little more frequently because they're higher risk, you know, if you have encryption keys or those kind of things. We need to think strategically about ways to control that risk based on the information that we get. Um, so it, it takes a team effort here. And this is where I said it's a, an enterprise risk with, it really is an enterprise risk with IT components. Um, so at a high level, uh, we need the business thinking about the traditional things they think about. Can you provide me uh, a certain level of assurance that you're going to be here being able to fulfill this need I have for a period of time? That usually falls in the finance department. Uh, you know, those kind of, you know, health of the company assurances. And then on the IT side, we do a similar evaluation, but it's within the scope of technical requirements, right? Are you doing the things that you need to do to allow me a, a level of assurance that uh, I have some trust that we can build in that relationship? Uh, that doesn't mean that you're never going to experience an issue, uh, nor does it mean that um, you're not going to have impacts from it. But the idea here is that I have better insight, I can make better decisions on how to respond or how to control those risks and maybe reduce the likelihood or the impact of them. Uh, I've been rambling there, so I'll just uh, <laughs> no, I've been that makes absorbing. sense. But, yeah, it um, does. And I think that there's a lot of really good information to unpack there. I know you talked about kind of three different segments and, and with insurance, you kind of get assurance is what I, I grasp from that. And then um, you were also talking about, oh my God, there was so much information. I, and it ju just went out my head. What, what were you saying? Uh, oh, man, this is so I was going to write like it down. Contracts, uh, the contracts, and then we went into evaluating security. Yes. Oh, okay, evaluating. So that, that reminds me. So the second thing you kind of talked about was was values and seeing if, if they line, with their company lines up with your company. And that kind of reminded me of like, company values and corporate values like you only you you want to try to work with people who are aligned and on the same page as you you want to make sure that whatever vendor you're bringing in values the same security requirements that you value and if you didn't have this in place you would be you would never know like oh wow i can't believe i was going to go with that company and they don't even consider their security requirements or security risks and that is something that might, you know, a little light bulb might go off in your head with that. So, absolutely, and you know, that's a that's a a good a good example, um, Nina. And you know, we we can kind of think about it as do they value, um, you know, that relationship and the security of it, and they taking that seriously as you are. And um, you know, sometimes uh, you know, there's companies that are young and they maybe don't have all the controls or the resources that a larger company has. Totally. Um, so we kind of consider, are they doing their due diligence, right? We wanna make sure that, that, that they are security minded. They're putting those things in place. Um, you know, when we reevaluate uh, organizations, especially ones that are a little higher risk, we wanna see improvement over time, just like, just like we hold ourselves to, right? Continual improvement. And, um, you know, you, you might not have a choice. So you may, they may be the only game in town right now, right? But as they grow, we want to see that there is commitment and that they've made adjustments and changes, and we can put some pressure on them to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but we can't lose sight that they carry a certain amount of risk. And you know, this is where the inter enterprise view comes in. And as an IT organization, we need to be able to communicate that risk to the senior leadership in a manner that um, speaks to the corporate uh, goals and objectives, right? Because we don't we don't do things unless there's a reason. Uh, you know, engage with a vendor because they s solve a problem for us, or provide a cost savings, or help us achieve a particular goal. And um, again, so if we understand the risk that 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 vendor brings and the potential impact to the organization. And when I say impact, not just you know the likelihood of ransomware or the likelihood of one of these technical risks. What about what about the likelihood of realizing the benefit that that engagement is supposed to provide? Looking at it from the enterprise level of okay, the potential cost of you know if there is a problem with this vendor is going to outweigh any cost savings or any benefit. You know, maybe, you know, it was supposed to enhance the reputation of the organization, but now it makes it worse. You know, thinking about risk from that perspective, that enterprise, can we achieve our, our goals and objectives if we can't uh, because of it? Or if it if it puts those in, in a serious jeopardy, that's where, you know, we make those decisions. Maybe we look at something else or maybe we don't have a way to control this. Uh, cost outweighing benefit, right? I mean, that's that's really what we're trying to get to. And, it, you know, a great castle here as part of the risk assessment, we've said that several times, right? We don't put a, you know, a $100 fence around a $10 horse, you know, um, but we need to understand um, if, you know, if that is going to be a, a major cost, you know, thinking about that kind of in the reverse there, if the engagement could potentially cost us well more than um, the benefit from that engagement. We may want to rethink that uh, engagement. That's definitely eye-opening. I'm sure it is for our listeners as well. One question that we get a lot that I'm curious of your advice on. What's your advice for large hospitals that are looking to acquire smaller hospitals? The risks in that. That's that's a that's a great question as well. And uh, mergers and acquisitions that's a it's a way of life in in healthcare, uh, and a lot of it's being driven because of the requirements out there. And so when I, I think about that, you know, I've been I've, th I've thought about that several times. So you've got a a large organization they're acquiring a smaller one. A lot of times, again, it's because of the the weight of the regulations, the weight of compliance, and that kind of thing, which which immediately probably tells you they're struggling with compliance, right? Maybe, maybe you know, that might not be fair to, to say completely, but, um, you know, there's a reason, uh, you know, that they're, they're not, that they want to merge, right? And a lot of this is being driven because of being able to maintain a, a small doctor's office anymore uh, is just really, really difficult. Um, and so when we enter into a merger or an acquisition, it becomes really, really important before we enter that contract to ask these same questions because you're going to look at those technical controls they have. Uh, if they haven't been managing their vulnerabilities, uh, if they haven't been, you know, they don't have the, the right BAAs in place and the right uh, uh, contracts in place to cover them, if they have a lot of vendor access with poor access controls in place, 
and you enter into that contract, you take on all of that risk um, that, that that organization has, right? You've just absorbed it. And uh, you could easily be exposed to some type of, uh, you know, a, a really bad uh, security event because of that, right? A major breach or, or something like that. And once you connect those networks together, you may have that breach that then infects your systems uh, or something like that. So um, as far as mergers and acquisitions go, you want to ask those same questions. You want to pull back the covers and really look at that organization and what their controls are, what they have in place, and not just the technical. You'll want to look at the policies and procedures, how they operate internally. Again, best place to start with that is do a risk assessment on that organization uh, before, you know, have them have a risk assessment done before you, you know, as a, as a, uh, as part of that negotiation process and share those results with you, uh, you know, so that you're doing your due diligence. What it'll do is, you know, it, it may not stop the, you know, it may not be, you know, say we're not going to go forward with this, but it can certainly influence the decision on at what point What's the work you have to do before you merge those IT networks, before you start merging those systems or connecting things together? Because there might be some things in there that you want to resolve first uh, before that happens. Uh, so pay attention to those kind of things. I guess for for I guess that's the best advice I have for uh, you know when a, a larger organization is acquiring a smaller organization, or even if it's a if it's a, an equitable merger of two equal size companies. Um, you just want to make sure that you've done your due diligence and looking at uh, their controls that they have in place and not just the technical, but the, but the, you know, organizational controls as well. Of course. No, I think that's great advice. So wrapping up, can you give our listeners one thing they should know when it comes to handling vendors and the risk in healthcare? Um. Yeah. So the first, the really, the 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 main point here of the the whole thing here is we need to focus on risk, not just specific technical risks, but those assurance items as well, right? What you know, what are you doing uh, from a program management perspective, security management? Uh, how often are you assessing your controls? What are your policies and procedures? All of that, uh, you know, needs to be considered in contracts as well. Um, we need to look and focus on risk risks to the mission of the organization, risks that are those more technical risks as well, because that will influence us uh, on how we gauge that organizational risk sometimes. Uh, we have to be able to look at, uh, you know, risks across the landscape and, and understand what they mean. Uh, and that takes some work. That's not always an easy thing to do. Sometimes you need some help, you know, people from the outside facilitating things like that. Um, you know, somebody who can bring in an external perspective uh, on that and, uh, you know, just get to the uh, risk discussion is really the best thing you can do. Get straight to the point. I like yeah. it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Barry. I feel like I learned every, I learned every time I talked to you, but I learned even more this time. So I appreciate it. And hopefully our listeners learned just as much from hearing you talk as well. All right. Well, I hope so, too. I hope that was valuable. 
uh, to everybody. And it's always a pleasure to to be here with you, Nina, and do these. So uh, please keep me in mind in the future. And and I, you know, just good luck to everybody out there and in the in the good fight uh, to you know secure our organizations and and make sure we're doing doing the right thing. Yes. Amen to that. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. See you guys next time on Knights of the Cyber Table.